Hey everyone, welcome back to the BME Grad Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Brian. And we both just went through a bit of a job change. I know I kind of hinted at it on the last episode, but we're going to talk a bit more about that today. But before we do, I just kind of want to unpack that mini series we did with the MedTech Innovation and Entrepreneurship Program at UNC and NC State. Uh, Brian, what did you think about that four-part mini series? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, talking to everyone on it, I liked how relatable the program was to, I guess, my own engineering career. Uh, seeing that, seeing similarities, but also some differences. Seeing some values that could come out of either just doing engineering in the in the field or also like in the curriculum. Um, I thought it was just interesting to get that perspective. Yeah, I, I, and well, because and that and that master's program is coming out of the same department. Our undergraduate education came mm -hmm. out of so there is some overlap um and it was reminding me of some stuff i had forgotten too mm -hmm. um and I, i'm thinking like oh, i wish i could sit in on some of those classes and get a refresh because i could see that even being helpful like right now in my current role right. um so yeah and i just I, I just found like everyone we talked to to be so relatable like the instructors were great and like matt penny and david were great and I really loved that conversation with um, Eric and then the Serveview team. Mm -hmm. So um, for anyone listening that hasn't had a chance to go check that out, if you've ever thought about doing a master's in BME or just want to explore that topic in general, um, we did a four-part episode mini-series within season two. You can see it. There's a different cover art. So check that out. Um, so tell me about your job change, Brian. Yeah, so uh, I, I mentioned that previously, I was a advanced operations at Stryker. So that is like a process engineering where we develop the assembly line uh, for how we manufacture the products uh, in new product development, NPD. Uh, so I'm still at Stryker. I am also still in NPD, but I am now in a different business unit. I'm in ear, nose and throat, uh, working as a project manager. So going from being very technical and having engineering deliverables and uh, designing a process line. Now I am taking a step up, uh, up away from that technical side and uh, managing the team so that we can get to, uh, to the launch date. So for me, my real primary goal is to uh, launch a product, the, the project that I'm on. Um, and to do so, we make sure we engage with our stakeholders on risks or on our progress. I also make sure that my team is on track and also escalate any idea, uh, escalate any risks so that we can um, move past obstacles. But then um, also just uh, working with a wider team group here. So uh, as a process engineer, I was very... Uh, we'll say like narrow vision and keeping in my lane and, and making sure my deliverables were done. But now I'm intertwining everyone's progress so that um, we're not gating items. And so that, you know, scheduling is new for me, but that's been exciting as well. Um, and just whenever you think of like project manager is it, pretty much what I am doing in this uh, new product uh, NPD space. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure like your, your work in your last role as like an individual contributor helps kind of inform mm -hmm. how you manage this project and manage the people involved in it. So, yeah. So this site is also growing. And so this is yeah. a really great opportunity to bring my previous striker experience uh, and kind of what I've seen in our quality system and grow that in this site. Um, and so, yeah, exactly like you said, though, as an individual contributor, all of my perspectives and what I thought was important, um, 
they're all kind of different now. My perspective's a little different now. Um, and I'm only on week four. Uh, so I'm very excited to see, you know, the next couple months here as uh, the project um, grows. Yeah. And this is like, this lines up well with like your, your long-term career goals. Exactly. Yeah. Though yeah. I, I was very deliberate in this change here. Um, part of it was for moving in with my sister uh, and I'm being close to family, but uh, this is a really good career move for me as I wanted to go into leadership and engage with these stakeholders a little more and, mm -hmm. and get into these kind of conversations um, earlier. So um, this was a very deliberate, but um, a good move for my mid to longer term career plan. So thank you. Yeah. So mm -hmm. similarly, you also did a change. Um, tell us about that. Yes, it kicked off just a little bit before yours. I know we were having a hectic time in our personal lives for a couple months there. Yeah. Um, so I moved from a respiratory medical device company that was quite small. I was working there as a strategic marketing manager. And um, now I'm working for Teleflex, which is a larger medical device company. I am a product manager there in their emergency medicine unit. Um, big change for me because <clears throat> the previous company I was working at was a subsidiary of a holding company where I started my career. So I started there at that holding company in a rotational program for two years, which was amazing for me and like development and, and how they grew me. I transitioned into one of their subsidiaries to work for about a year. Um, so leaving behind a huge network. Um, so that was, that was a bit of a tough change, but I was definitely ready for a new challenge and, and I really like my new team as well. So, um, in terms of role though, like the function of what I'm doing hasn't changed drastically. It's more the scale. So before I was at a smaller company, a respiratory company, um, focusing on strategy and marketing related projects for <clears throat> the whole portfolio. And now I'm at a larger company. There's many people on my team and I'm, I'm hyper-focused doing those similar objectives, but on one product. So, um, just a little bit of a shift in perspective there, but I think the driving factor of this change was getting experience at a larger scale of company, uh, because my only work experience to date has been at, at smaller size mm -hmm. companies, which has been super beneficial, just, you know, ready for that exposure and that next step. So um, have you noticed that difference with the larger company? Like, does do things feel more structured, more SOPs and trainings to do or feel yeah. slower at all? <laughs> I've been joking with uh, with folks offline, like I feel like a wild stallion that's being like, <laughs> trained to walk in a procession line, like in the best way. But like just there's just so many there's so many differences. Um, uh -huh. And there's also a lot of similarities. Um, I know that's really vague, but um, yeah, just different ways things are done, but it's exactly like, it's not a complaint at all because this is exactly what I was looking to learn. So um, yeah, that's- Yeah, I think, I think short, there's a lot that you short can- Short answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much that you can learn from like a larger company and also at a smaller company. Mm -hmm. um, my, my current site feels like a smaller, turning into larger because it was an acquisition like maybe five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of understand what you're saying as well. There's like this change, just that wild stallion uh, analogy is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think this is a good point to talk about like some things to consider when making a job change. I mm -hmm. know we put together a little mini list and this is by no means a comprehensive list, but I think for you and I, you know, when we talked, this is really like the key things that stood out to us with this one. Um, this one being like an early career transition, 
uh, an early career job change, but also like still being a little more informed than you were, you know, when you were a fresh grad looking for your first job. So it's focusing on that topic specifically. Um, you want to kick off with your first, your first point? Yeah. So, um, I think, I think to summarize my point in a couple words here, it's like just be, making sure you're deliberate and uh, making sure it's purposeful. Um, so, so for me, I've, I've switched around a couple of roles before this one, right? Going from R&D engineering to manufacturing engineering, but it was still like engineering and I was also within like the same previous company. Um, but this change was a lot different uh, in terms of going, moving away from engineering and into a PM role, also moving uh, from kind of more of the electromechanical devices to what I'm doing now with like uh, ear, nose and throat. Um, so it was a deliberate change for me. Uh, and and whenever I'm making these changes or whenever I was thinking through, do I want this change? Uh, I was just trying to make sure I don't pigeonhole myself into uh, a career path that I don't quite want to get into. So so for me, it's making sure my medium to long-term goals um, are at least identified uh, or have an idea of so that I can kind of mold my pathway within those boundaries. And so, you know, if I, I completely switch and I was like, oh, I got a marketing job. I don't think that would be the right fit for me. Uh, even if there was a good opportunity for a marketing role, just like that popped up, uh, that would not be the good one to, to jump to. So when I was kind of perusing and looking for this opportunity, I had seen, I had taken a lot of factors in mind. Well, one was the family oriented one. You know, do I want to stay in Michigan? Do I want to get closer to family? Uh, where will my family be in a couple of years? I don't know either. Um, so there was a couple of things in mind for that personal life side, but then the other ones that I really value are, is this, are my responsibilities uh, in the role going to be something that I can then uh, transition into maybe the next role or get really good at that? And for me, for this specific one, um, I was, uh, I had gotten deeper into engineering. I had been getting really good at it and enjoying it. And I wanted to then transition that knowledge base into this PM role where then I can use that perspective, but get good at this role now and be a good PM moving forward. So my immediate goal is to become a good project manager uh, and get a lot of experience here, but that still is in line with the boundaries of where I want to go later in my career. So it made a lot of sense for me. Yeah. I So I actually talked with a, a mentor of mine about my considering my change as well. And the advice from that mentor was like very aligned with what you just said. Like, if you think about where you want to be in five years and the skills you need to get there, like, is this change going to get you on a pathway to develop mm -hmm. those skills? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to get distracted by like a company you've always wanted to work for, or maybe a really good offer that comes your way or like mm -hmm. something that sounds fun to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you really, it, it's, I don't know. It's like hard to avoid the temptation. So um, that's a good point because yeah. uh, what we were just talking about is the role that we ended up at. Uh, I had a previous role that I interviewed for and received the offer, but it was not a good fit for that actually went against almost every single one of those points that I just mentioned. It was just yeah. was not a good fit. Uh, the the money was there. The location was there. It was a nice place to live, but it didn't make sense. And so uh, I had to kind of turn that down before even, you know, you know, it's, it's okay to take your time here. So I turned that one down and that's okay as well. Um, if it's not a good fit, you shouldn't take it. Yeah. And we're, and we're all, we're scientists by training, right? So you're running through the experiment in your head of like, well, what could it be like if I did that instead? Like you really gotta go through those cycles. So, but I'm glad you figured out what it was for you to, to kind of line you up for your long-term goals. Um, mm -hmm. 
we get to transition my my second point to this topic of like things to think about when making a job change um again not a comprehensive list but something i was really looking out for was promotion opportunity so um at your new company or maybe like brian you're you switch to a new unit within like mm -hmm. the same company um i think a really good thing to look out for is like linkedin is such a great tool for this uh go to that company's uh, employees profiles like how long have they been there have they been promoted are people staying and and i think even during the interview process understanding your specific promotion pathway within that business and what it could look like and where people typically go that's you know it's it's a solid question to ask it does demonstrate you're looking out for the long term but it's also really important for yourself to understand like you're going to get people are like in addition to what you said you're going to get the skills in the current role this is you're going to continue to grow there beyond that current role and people are going to help you get there right um, so hobbies, once you transition yeah. Um, can you sustain that? Is this the right company and fit for you as well? Right. Yeah, because, it, it, you know, it, it's going to be hard to get that depth, I think, if you're switching companies that often. So um, obviously, though, asterisk to this, if you're pursuing a startup, um, that's a very different conversation in terms of like promotion opportunity. Um, you're looking at a completely different landscape, but I'm right. sure people listening understand that. Right. Um, I wanted point. to actually, I actually oh, wanted yeah. to follow up on that. So, um, when I was doing my search, uh, this is my previous job change going into striker, um, not this current one, but something that is very relevant. Uh, mm -hmm. I picked striker because as I was doing those researches, uh, looking into which companies to go into, like Ali was saying, um, like striker was showing up as, uh, one of the best places to work, or they were getting these like awards, which, you know, may seem kind of just like. You know, they're just awards and what are they based off whatever, but it was just an indication that the employee engagement or that the work environment was good. So that was really mm -hmm. important for me, uh, making sure that you enjoy your role is going to be very good, right? Don't don't chase that one role that is uh, a good promotion or a raise or something, but has a toxic environment, right? So that was just another one, just another tip, I guess, that when I was looking. Yeah, I think I think like that also kind of highlights like this list is not comprehensive. These were just a couple big things that stood out to us with this transition. Because um, I, I mean, if I gave a comprehensive list, I mean, I had like a three page checklist. <laughs> so. Everyone has their values too, right? Everything's yeah, different. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think thinking about those before really looking into the opportunities um, is a solid place to start because you kind of know what you want and it keeps you on a straight path to not like get distracted by other things you didn't want in the first place. Yeah. Um, okay. Last, last thing I think that stood out to us with this one, and this is, this is the part of this job change topic that's specific to those with the biomedical engineering, or maybe just like engineering background in general, um, is the idea of, do you want to move further away from your BME background? in practice and can you do that with certainty so um I'll, I'll just leave that there what do you think about that brian right so i am doing this for the first time um uh, i did have like a day there when i was like huh i'm not an engineer anymore mm -hmm. but the next day i kind of reminded myself like i'm i'm not engineering but i still am an engineer so i still think like an engineer i still practice uh, those uh, skills just in my project management now. So mm -hmm. just making sure that um, 
you don't, you know, if that is important to you, that, that identity of being an engineer, like you don't, you don't, you never lose that. You, those experiences are yours to keep. But um, that was something I did think about. I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. I'm not a process engineer anymore. I am now a project manager. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. I <sighs> see, cause I, I just went right in and wasn't an engineer when I yeah. left school. Yeah. Um, I think the question haunts me every time I change roles. It's like, well, do I, do I maybe want to do something technical? Like maybe one day. Um, and it, it recurs for me, but I, I, um, I think that's just because like, it's the path not taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same way that you're saying, like, I really reconcile, like, I, I much more enjoy what I do now. And I think my education just makes uh, me stronger at doing, doing that. So it's a toughie though. Cause I think a lot of people we've interviewed on the show aren't doing a, a maybe a technical role like they were trained to do. I think most people, at least out of our program, were trained to do like design engineering and, um, or being a, or be a design engineer. And then I don't think hardly any of our guests are a design engineer a lot found different pathways they were passionate about too. So, um, I was thinking about that recently, actually, um, the, the romanticized vision of being a design biomedical engineer, uh, mm-hmm. getting in CAD and making a, at, well, I guess for me at the time, like a, a prosthetic limb like I feel like that is a very like romanticized like oh that's what BMEs do but the the more and more I get into this uh further into this field it's like oh there's like packaging engineers there's like regulatory there's clinical sciences uh there's all these people who work in this industry that has a really important part to launching this medical device yeah you don't have to be sitting there and designing a part right mm-hmm. you can still design like I used to do like processes and it's like uh, you, everyone has their hand in the pot and so that that was just something I thought was interesting like I think um, younger uh, students like I was uh, have this romanticized vision of like one way to get into and um, work on medical devices but there's so many pathways uh, that you can just relate your your degree to yeah absolutely and I think I would feel like I really le- like left um, more behind than I'd like if I wasn't in the medical device industry, but I I feel I use so much of what I was trained to do in uh, honestly in any role I could take in the medical device industry, but especially in my own like the my ability to onboard quickly because I understand electrical and mechanical systems, I understand mm-hmm. coding and programming. So it allows me to understand how a lot of different products work or function very quickly. And then, you know, you also have all that human body training, you know, the anatomy and physiology and <clears throat> all the other the microbiologies, which oh my god, that class <laughs> killed me. But um <laughs> you have all that background to use too. So in terms of like for me being a marketing person and getting up to speed on all the products that a company might sell or learning how to or or getting up to speed with the product I'm working with, talking to engineers and physicians about it. I just feel like the barrier to doing that is very is a lot less just because of that training and background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it's been it's been two months for me in my role and about a month for you. And we're, you know, I just talked about onboarding, but we're past onboarding. So the, the, the education continues to serve you besides like understanding 
all the, you know, uh, different technical pieces, the electrical, mechanical, the human body, all that coming together, the understanding of the industry that helps you kind of navigate, especially you in a product project management role, like who to talk to and what to ask of them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the, the larger underscore of this specific education an engineering education is critical thinking, problem solving and resourcefulness, and just like being good with numbers. And I think those three skills can serve a lot of roles. So I feel okay stepping away from a traditional engineering role, or I guess for me, like further away from that pathway, because I feel like I'm still very much using everything I learned how to do and applying it in a way that's more interesting to other things I enjoy. Yeah, and I think I can actually relate very closely to that. Um, so the engineering uh, background experience or as previous experience is actually really helpful in a project management role in this kind of environment. So in this new product development where your team members are all engineers, it's actually very valuable to have that uh, engineering background. Um, there are some hiring managers who are now only looking for engineers to become project managers, right? But you also have those other project managers who don't have an engineering degree. They have uh, MBAs or, or just business degrees. Um, I think personally that it's very valuable to just have that perspective um, and, and having been an engineer and done those deliverables yourself, um, it helps you relate to your team better um, and it helps set you up for, in the terminology as well when you're talking to stakeholders. So for me, being an engineer turned PM is very valuable uh, and makes me a better PM moving forward. So I'm not losing it. It's actually uh, transforming into, into just a different role. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So like wrap up on the topic. I think our three big things were like, look out for your long-term career goals and skills you need to acquire to get there in your, in your job transition. Make sure you look into and ask about promotion opportunities at the new company and just the culture there around growing you. And then um, if it is something that kind of lingers in the back of your head, justify to yourself why you are or aren't moving away from your biomedical engineering education or how you're utilizing it. And, and just, I think, reconciling with that because obviously the further you go down one path, the harder it is to kind of switch to a new one. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think those were our, our three big themes standing out in this change mm -hmm. and to be determined, you know, month, years down the line um, where we turn out, but for now we're kind of starting out this new chapter uh, and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ellie. And thanks for listening to the BME Grad Podcast. Make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow our Instagram page for shorts and updates. In terms of the podcast, please make sure to subscribe or follow and leave a rating or review. The BME Grad Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.